If you're looking to get a new car, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Sure, you love your old car, but you know it's not normal to give instructions on how to open the window. It should be self-explanatory, but it's not. And notice how when you're in other people's cars, you can feel cushion in the seats? That's pretty nice, right? No, it's just normal. So bundle your renters and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new car. It's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. I feel like I just saw you. We just had a nice weekend together. In in person. Now here we are meeting again via the computer. Yeah, it's it's somewhat disappointing. We had such a packed weekend that we couldn't find time to actually record because both of us just have so much stuff going on in our lives right now. It would have been nice to record with you in person, but... Thankfully, the internet works. Yeah, the yeah. internet works just as well. Just as well. Right. So. A lot to get to today. We got the uh, start of spring training. You we mean got... we're not going to talk about how horrible your brackets were? You started last week bragging about your brackets. You're not going to give everyone an update on the fact that your brackets just completely suck? No, no, and I'm. You know what? And 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 let's be honest. They suck for everybody at this point. Yeah, they do. I had Auburn going all the way. People who who brag like they know who's going to win. Like even the experts don't know. It's just total chaos, which makes kind of March Madness fun. Um, but 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 yeah, no, my my bracket is ruined. Um, the loss of Iowa and the loss of Tennessee is really ten, ten, Tennessee is the one that really cost me. So yeah, that yeah. one hurts. It's yeah, yep. Yeah, and but at the same time, that's why everyone loves March Madness. Anything yeah. is possible. It's it's all everything's a one game. Win one is all that matters. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it would be not fun if it was just chalk or if everyone could predict it. Um, right. Kind of just like this Orioles team. Like you just can't predict if they're going to win, <laughs> you know, forty games or one hundred and twenty games. You just don't know at this point. Uh, really, you got to throw out. You see any forecast where the lineup constructed in I don't know in Sarasota today could win 120 games. 120? That's what you just said. Mm, no, let me take that back a little bit. I think. Oh, our, you said 140, or what'd you say? I said 120. Yeah, but I think our lineup as constructed today for spring training was actually a pretty good lineup. I think that lineup could win 80 games, Josh. <laughs> I do. <laughs> the problem is, Josh, though, the problem is, wait for it. The, the problem is our pitching staff is not good enough to win 60 games. So All right. so today's lineup was Cedric Mullins, Trey Mancini, Ryan Mountcastle, Austin That's Hayes. Top three. That's a good top three. That's good. Top I'm okay four. with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that top four. That top four is how is somewhat the future. Rogador, uh, Mateo at short. Stewart, DHN, Chineros, Ketchin, and Owens at third base. It's not a bad lineup. Oh, it's not a bad lineup. It's, it's got it's got it's got some holes. You know who would look really nice in that in that lineup? Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, or another big free agent shortstop. Yeah, I mean, are but we hey, Mateo, at, I guess it is a catcher and another middle infielder. Oh, Correa and Rutschman, and boom, 
that that's a lineup that can compete. Yeah, yeah. You put Correa, you put Rushman in that lineup, you can convince me of 80, 90 wins. Well, yeah, but not with the pitching staff. But yeah. Whatever. I saw Tyler Wells went too clean today. Yeah. And then how our top pitching prospect do? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't know if we want to talk first, about that. I read a lot of tweets about his first strikeouts, and then I didn't read any more tweets after he <laughs> got the first guy. No, but the – and I, I do this every year, Josh, and this is why I lose money on my bookie. I look at that lineup, and I, like, somehow convince myself that we're not terrible. Like, I can look at that lineup. I do a little math in my head. I somehow convince myself that the Orioles are not an absolute train wreck. Um, but I, and we'll get to some string training stories. And I know you want to talk about this, Josh. You mentioned how Carlos Correa would fit nice in this lineup. Carlos Correa ended up signing um, an interesting deal right, with the Twins. Yeah. Where it's a three year deal, but there's an opt out after the first two years. So we kind of leave whenever he wants. Right. Becomes the highest, what, AAV infielder. Um, and kind of, yeah, highest paid infielder with an option every year. So in order for him to leave and opt out, it means some other team is going to have to offer him even more to continue keeping him the highest infielder. Right. So if he wants to, I mean, I mean, Correa, you know, all the options on the table. If he wants to do a long-term deal next year, he can do a long-term deal. If he wants to stick just with this one-term deal, he can, he can do it. Um, The only risk for Correa is if, if, you know, injuries flare up again, or if he struggles, um, there then won't be out. an opportunity to sign an, a big deal, so he'll be stuck with the with the Twins next next year again. <laughs> right. so, worst case, he's stuck with the Twins for three years and 105 million or whatever it was. Yeah, that's the worst case. Well, worst it's case. the worst case when he could have gotten maybe close to 300 million if he did a longer term deal. Right for 10 years, but he's yeah. counting on doing that thing next year, I think, um, right. or the year after. But because he's young enough to do it, I mean, that's. But Josh, is that a deal? When you look at that deal that the Twins made, is that a deal? Not I, I don't think the Orioles would ever do that deal for a lot of reasons. One of the main is they're building for the next two, three, four years. And so what does one year with Correa do you? But right. Josh, if you're running the team, would, would, would you would you no. before that Correa deal? I hate player options. Yeah, I don't get it. Options now. A lot it's of a, it's, now. I get that it's a huge movement now and everyone's going for it. And if you're the player, why wouldn't you as a fan? I hate the player option because I hate one year deals, especially bringing in a big name. If you're bringing in a big name, if you sign Carlos Correa, if I'm a twins fan, I'm buying a Correa Jersey. Yeah. And then he opts out after the first year. I hate one year deals. I hate the player options. Um, it's kind of like the NBA in the NBA. The players have too much power. I think, it's a little bit of that in Major League Baseball, uh, which is kind of hard to argue coming out of a, uh, kind of out of the lockdown or locked out. But still, I don't. I hate these contracts. I feel like it's not even the players with these contracts. It's the um, it's the agents that bug me. Yeah, sure. I mean, it you you understand why, right? It, it becomes very little risk for the player, right? The player has a lot more flexibility. So right. it makes sense. I mean, Judge, if there's one good thing I think about it, and, and maybe this is not true, maybe I'm making this up, but it seems to me uh, one of the things we saw with Chris Davis, you signed a long-term deal and his kind of career went down the pot. I'm not saying that Chris Davis stopped trying, but when you're doing a one-year, or when you're doing a three-year and you can opt out after each year, I feel like there's a lot of motivation for the player to have a really good year, right? Because he, he can then opt out and get an even bigger contract. Maybe. So where a long-term deal, maybe the motivation goes down a little bit, with the opt-out, that motivation is strong each and every year. Maybe, I and I guess it's anything. supposed to motivate the team to be like, hey, keep me happy or I'm leaving. So, yeah, like, keep yeah. the players around me. I think Correa wants to play for a winning team, so it also puts a little pressure on the Twins to, to, to yeah, to, to build that winning team. Um, but, you know, my opinion is, Josh, I don't I don't love this deal for the Orioles, right? Because where they're No, I wouldn't want that. But I still would want it. If, if you're given uh, the option to have Korea. Or not have them, even if it's a one-year deal. I'd rather have Korea, even if like it means we're winning, you know, seventy games instead of sixty-four games. I still would rather watch Korea play every day in short. Sure, sure, sure. I hear that, but that's that. There's no way if I was running the Orioles, I would make a deal like that. I I, I would, and here's the other reason why, Josh. Well, I guess here's one reason I would. One reason I would is is the Orioles have a track record of being bad. So I'd say, let me prove to you I'm, that we're real. 
come here. You've got. I'll give you an option every year to show you. Look, we've got Adley this year and Grayson Midley year. We're, you'll see if you don't believe us. And I guess it's why I said before, give them a three-year option. If you don't give me three years to prove that I can turn this team into a winning team, otherwise you can go ahead and walk. So sure, you can make it even short term as give me a year to prove where this team's going. Yeah, and, and, and to your point, and there's another reason I like it, but to to your point, Josh, just following on Twitter, any kind of rumor, Correa and the fans, like what well, we got to remember in Baltimore, we see what's happening. We see we're on the cusp of being a good baseball team. We're not there yet, but we're close. Other fans have no idea. Like other fans, right? Don't see it. All they see right. is this cheap team, and even the media doesn't really see it. Like Buster Olney, if you say, "Will the Orioles compete in two and three years?" Buster Olney will laugh in your face. He thinks, "No, that's ridiculous." Like he thinks we're always going to be a bottom-dwelling franchise, right? Um, yeah. And no. So even Correa might be hard to convince them that listen, this is this is different with Elias. Like we're so embedded in this team that we understand the whole Duquette era and then going back to McPhail era. Like we've seen the evolution of this team and we see what Elias is doing, but people outside the organization don't follow the team closely. Don't, don't see sure. this whole kind of history. No, I get that. And I, and yeah, the Orioles are a joke. The Orioles would kind of continue to be a joke, which also it's, it's kind of like the Ravens mentality of always wanting to be an underdog. The Orioles will be able to be an underdog going into that where like the Astro fans when the when uh, Sports Illustrated wrote that article saying the Astros are going to win the World Series, everyone laughed at the article. Yeah, and then the Astros won the World Series. Yeah, so you well, really, and that's because that reporter was embedded in the team and saw the culture and what was coming up to this point. Yeah, and people always it makes me laugh the reaction to Correa signing with the Twins, and we also saw it when Chris Bryant signed with the uh, Rockies. People lose their minds when a big-time free agent doesn't sign with the Dodgers or the Yankees or the, or the Red, Red Sox. Sox. They, yeah. they, they lose their mind. They can't comprehend it. What? The Twins could sign somebody? What? What? A big name for a lot of money? What the Rockies can do? Well, and then and Orioles then, and then, fans. Josh, let me just say one more comment about this because it drove me crazy. I listened to the Buster Oni podcast, and Buster Oni was hypercritical of the Rockies for giving – Chris Bryant, a big deal at the this stage in the Rockies rebuild. He he was upset by it. Buster Oney, who gets on his podcast once a week and whines and cries that the Orioles aren't spending money, is mad at the Rockies for spending money at the beginning of their rebuild. Well, because people, is so ridiculous. People love to criticize. Yeah, and it's also you hear it from the darned if you don't, but you also hear it from the Oriole fans every time a team that's not the Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox make a move. They say, "Oh, see, the Orioles could have made that move." Yeah. Oh no, the Twins signed them. The Orioles should have done that. They should have. Rockies signed. The Orioles should have done that. Tigers signed. Orioles should have done that. Padres signed. Orioles should have done that. They should have. Did Drew Smiley signed or should should have done that? The Drew Smiley, I think, came out and said he doesn't want to pitch in Camden Yards for a one year deal. You know, which I get. I get that. A one-year deal, you're not going to get any pitcher in Camden Yards. Josh, the other reason I like the the one-year deal is here's – I mean, the Nationals are going to be terrible this year. By the way, did you just see who the Nationals just picked up just, just ha, today? Hunter floor? Harvey. Yeah, I saw that. How did um, uh, – why didn't we get a we, – did we not want to take another flyer on Hunter Harvey? We should have been below the waiver list than the Nats, right? We're the ones who initially let Hunter Harvey go. So, yeah, no, I don't think we were, everything we were done with them. All right. Or we wouldn't let him go to begin with. No, but but the, the Nationals are going to be terrible. Signed Nelson Cruz to to a big contract. Right. Yeah, now, he's their DH. We talked about that last week. Yeah, but but they're going to be terrible, but they still signed a big-name player to a short-term contract. Yeah. Just like the Twins, who probably won't be good, but still signed. So when the Twins and Nationals are 10, 15 games under 500 in July, what's going to happen, Josh? Well, you forgot. You're, I get it. They're going to trade them. They're going to. Yes, they're going to trade them in July. Bring in yeah. prospects, which, which is what we're down. doing. Which is what we're doing with Rogador. <laughs> yeah, or, or prospects, Correa or Odor. <laughs> I know. I'm just. But doesn't that make sense, Josh? If, if you're not spending any money, we have the lowest payroll 
in baseball. Our payroll is $30 million or something, which is a joke for an MLB franchise with a billion dollars where payroll is $30 million. It's an absolute embarrassment. And we can very easily sign a Correa or a Nelson. If we if we offered Correa the same deal but for $40 million a year, which I know is stupid money, he would take it. And worst-case scenario, we get to watch entertaining baseball for a few months before we flip him for a couple more prospects. I don't understand why we don't even go down that road, let alone, and we can talk about this too, because it's been all quiet on the free agent front for the Orioles, let alone why, for the love of all that's good, they don't sign another starting pitcher. Yeah, I get I Well, there's still some starting pitchers out there. But, yeah, I don't know why they haven't signed them yet. So... Yeah, I mean, if you, if you if you just look at um, if you if you want to if you want to kind of zero in on the on the starting pitchers available, and maybe I'm proven wrong, and they'll sign a couple of these guys. Um, you have a, the best available, I think, going forward. Which, by the way, I think according to FanGraphs, the top like 25 pitchers have already been signed. Top 25 uh, starting pitchers. Yeah, but you, you can go the guys like Chris Archer, Brett Anderson, uh, Jake Arrieta, uh, Matt Harvey, Wade LeBlanc. Let's bring in some old guys. Yeah, Tom, yeah, Thomas Eshelman. We can bring in all the former Orioles. Zach Davies. Well, he's not former Oriole, but there, there Johnny is, Cueto. We've been linked to him years ago. Yeah, yeah. All these guys are in their uh, mid to upper thirties, but yeah, no, we that, definitely go that route. None of these guys are ideal, but these guys are the type of starting pitchers the Orioles would sign. So I would assume we'd sign one of these guys. All right, Josh. But spring training has started, and and opening day is just a couple weeks away. So like what? Yeah, what I know. What are you talking about here? <laughs> I know. We need a pitcher. So let's sign some guys. Um, we already see them talking about, and we can get to this later in the show, but they're talking about stretching out Ty- Tyler Wells and Jorge Lopez. And I definitely don't think that's what's best for Jorge, Lo- Jorge Lo- Lopez's career. We've been down that road before, but I think they need to because they just, they're going to need bodies. They're going to need people to throw innings this year. Yeah. Because the, both the quality and kind of the lack of a, a full spring training. I'm kind of surprised there's this many uh, quality pitchers available. None of these are star pitchers, but they're quality. Yeah, but yeah, like you, you, you could think you would think that a lot of these guys could hop on as a, as a number five somewhere. Yeah, yeah, easily like another a number five. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the and the, that stands out to me is Zach Davies, um, and that's what I was just. Me, uh, me too. That's why I just googled Zach Davies to see what his career is, uh, because I know, like, I, I mean, he was in the Orioles systems for a while. The Orioles drafted yeah. him. That's why the name stands yeah. out. Yeah. So he started. He played in Milwaukee for two, three, for five years. San Diego, then Chicago. Last year he pitched a five seventy eight, which is the worst year of his career. But before that, he was in the twos to threes for his career. So he seems like the type of guy that should be should be offered something. Chris Archer, Johnny Cueto, Jake Arrieta, those are guys I think are getting old. But, I mean. Yeah, yeah. If you remember, he's a guy who was traded over there with, the, I think, the Gerardo Para trade. Um, to to the Brewers, and you're right. He's he's a guy where even if he has a terrible year like last year, all right then he's, he's got. Can, a, he, he's like Keegan Aiken. <laughs> he's he's like another one of the guys that we have. Like there's no, I, I don't understand why we're not signing a couple of these guys. Whether it's a Matt Harvey, um, you know, right? Because we're the type of team <laughs> to let these guys bounce back. Yeah, even if it's one of these, you know, kind of spring training invites, optional contract, um, like we did last year with Matt Harvey, right? And it kind of it turns out pretty, pretty, pretty well. Right. Um, I don't want Wade LeBlanc back, uh, but outside of him, I'd be open for almost anybody. Though, I guess, I mean, the other, the only other kind of side is Michael Bauman, Kyle Bradish, you know, maybe Dean Kramer. These young pitchers. You want to give them a chance. I, th- I think maybe AAA, they feel maybe AAA will get too crowded with starting pitchers. Um, I feel like a guy like D- Dean Kramer, like at this point, the Orioles have to decide, is he going to be part of this organization or not? And so maybe this is a good year to kind of throw him in there and, and find out if he's I, part of the future or not. So when you don't have veterans, you have more flexibility with some of these young, younger pitchers. 
who aren't that young anymore, actually. But yeah, I'm stuck on this Zach Davies. He's only 29 years old. He had 32 starts last year. Have we had a pitcher in the past five years that got 32 starts? No injuries, pitched the entire season? Yeah. I mean, I get that he had a, a higher ERA. But before that, he was 273 the year before and 355 the year before that. Yeah. Seems like a fifth starter for for the uh, Orioles or really half the teams in baseball would be fine. And I bet he's only four or five million bucks. Oh, I bet he's slotted in there as number three behind Jordan Lyles for us. Yeah. But, but I mean, but the question is, Josh, here's a guy trying to get his career back, right? He got it down your last year, trying to bounce back here. So what does it take to entice a guy like that to play in a very hitter-friendly ballpark? Yeah, we move left field back. Um, I, you know, but, yeah. but what does it um, take to entice a pitcher who wants to have a rebound? I mean, it takes someone like Hunter Harvey who was kind of at the bottom and no one else was giving him a chance. I don't know if Zach Davies is in that same position. No, what it takes is the season starts in three weeks. You do not have a team. Do you want to make 4 to $5 million this year? That's all it takes. I don't know. I don't know. Zach Davis holding out for for uh, for what? A better contract. I, for, I don't know. With the, with opening day in three weeks from now. Yeah, oh, I mean, and he, he, he could be waiting for people to get hurt, and all of a sudden that the, the need becomes greater. I don't know. If I get, let's see, free agents. I don't know who's the top free agent right now. If Michael Conforto, or are you talking about pitcher or hitter or anybody? No, anything anywhere. I think Michael Conforto is the best. All right, what's he holding out for? I have no idea because he needs to hurry up in time because everyone else is being signed. That's what I'm saying. There's three weeks away. You need to sign now. You had the whole lockout. You had all this time. Yeah. Now's the time to sign. And most people at this point are signed. Like Michael Conforto, Tony Pham is showing up as as a top free agent, still not signed. Um, And that's like that's kind of it for top hitting free agents um, or or top really free agents in general. Um, Yeah. Then the top, and, and, according to Fangraphs, the top pitching free agent still available is Brett Anderson. Um, so that would be nice. And all Michael Conforto's done is hurt himself. Last year, they offered him a $120 million extension. He turned it down because he thought he could make more at free agency. So I get that he's irritated because spring tra- it, it's three weeks to open a day and he doesn't have a deal. Yeah, and that gets complicated too when you turn down a larger offer. Now you want to hold out for something Similar, yeah. better, so that becomes hard. But it's not, not offered that, yeah. But it's not there. Yeah, these guys need to settle down. So then, I mean, you, you wait for a team uh, to feel like they have less options, and you hope. What are you waiting for an injury? injury maybe. I don't know. I don't know. In his case, he's an outfielder. You can get outfielders anywhere. Yeah, I still wish the Orioles would sign him to a one-year deal. How are you going to fit Michael Conforto in the outfield when you just said you're happy with this lineup? Josh, Conforto's better than everyone but Cedric Mullins in our outfield. So I would bench someone and put him in the outfield and then flip him at the deadline. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. And flip him at the deadline. Sign him and flip him. Sign him and flip him, except it doesn't so get that experience for Austin Hayes. From Santander. So what? Santander, he, he had one good partial season. Yeah, I'm not sold on Santander. But you're forgetting about the guy who's hot right now in Sarasota. Who am I forgetting about, Josh? DJ Stewart. DJ Stewart's not hot in stairs. No. He, he always looks better in spring training. He, he hasn't looked great in spring training either. Um, what, one good at bat or something? Yeah. Um, I don't know. He literally has one hit in seven at bats. Oh, okay. I didn't pay attention to today's game. Yeah. <laughs> I just I got a hit yesterday. There's one hot outfielder for us in spring well, training, if we want to talk about that. Is that Mountcastle? Mountcastle has a couple, but he's an infielder. Or you want to talk about Trey Mancini and the fact that he's basically an outfielder now for us? Yeah, it's interesting, sure. Josh. How do you think the Orioles? I mean, he's they, he's been told that he could play right field, left field, first base, DH. Um, yeah. How do you think about the Orioles using him, and how do you think the Orioles should well, use Trey Mancini? He, I think he's our right fielder. I think you Trey Mancini is our right fielder. Because um, you got you got to kind of make a decision between him and Ryan Mountcastle. So Mountcastle, you Mountcastle, first baseman of the future. First baseman, stick him there, and and be a little more flexible. Trey Mancini. Yep. Trey Mancini's your flexible. Uh, you put him out in right field. Trey Mancini's probably getting traded this season. And if that's that my opinion. True, and we know Trey Mancini can DH, and um, he's, he's proven that he can play first base. Yeah, and so if but you suddenly value, you open it up. If you want to increase his value, you say, listen, if you're in a pinch, he can also play right field or left field for you. Right. Um, he's gonna he'll play left field on the road. He's not gonna play left field at home. 
it's got to be Austin Hayes over or Cedric Mullins in left field at home with that new wall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think we'll see Cedric Mullins in center, Austin Hayes in left in left field the majority of the time this season. Um, right. Until Austin Hayes gets hurt. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then you might see sooner or later, and the guy I was talking about, who everyone's talking about today, is Colton Cowser. Colton Cowser? Oh, okay. Uh, professional hitter Colton Cowser. Who kind of everyone's been impressed with his approach at the plate. Seems to have a really good bat and eye. I mean, we're we're doing all these. He's come. He's played in three games and has been up to bat seven times. Um, has two walks, two hits, um, batting four hundred. So he's just he's had a good start to spring training. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Colton Cowser can hit a thousand, and he's still going to start at Bowie or something. I know, um, My, but right, but. He's not a nice start. Meanwhile, my boy, who I think could fill in at center field or left field, has off to a really slow start at the plate, and that's Ryan McKenna. Yeah. So they really, after giving McKenna the chance last year, as like that fourth, fifth outfielder, he's really up to a slow spring so far. Yeah, you think it's, um, you know, I mean, and we can talk about this more in coming weeks, but if you look at our outfield and, and let's say you keep four outfielders and you're looking for that fourth outfielder and, and you know, you're going with Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, Santander, right. And, 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 and then your other guys are McKenna, DJ Stewart, Nevin, Eusneo Diaz. Um, and I know, right. We just talked about it. Trey Mancini can also play those outfield positions. And I think Mancini being a right in being your right fielder hurts all those other young guys. Yeah. I mean, I didn't list very many young guys, but yeah. Well, those, those McKenna, Stewart Diaz. Yeah. By young as in, they haven't had, they made their mark in the majors. Right. But you think like, if you were, you think McKenna is a favorite for that. Does he, because of what he did last year, I think he had a positive year last year. Because of that, do you think he walks in um, as the as the favorite to kind of win that position? And I said he had a decent yeah. year last year. I'm he batted one. He batted like one ninety four. Yeah, he didn't bat well, but yeah. he was. But you use him for that speed. He 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 is your Andy Chavez. Yep, good defensive replacement. Yep, he is. And with Mancini, what you're going to see is late in late in the game. If you're up, you're you might pull Mancini and put in a defensive guy out there. Yeah, I mean, if you're and, if you're rocking with Trey Mancini as a consistent outfielder, like let's say three four times a week, you're putting Trey Mancini in the outfield. Right. Then I think it's incumbent upon you to have a really good defensive replacement. Bench, yeah, to, to pull in late in in, in late in games. Yeah, um, and that makes sense. And when I look at McKenna Stewart Diaz, McKenna makes the most sense as that guy. Oh, absolutely, he does. His speed, he can go into any any three, three of the three outfield positions. positions. That's yep. your bench guy just because he can go anywhere. Yep. I, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. I also think if he has a terrible spring training, he's not guaranteed a spot. No. No, I don't think so either. But I think he's the favorite going in for that extra bench spot. Yeah. Because I think I think what they're mulling, and I think what they're trying to figure out with Mancini in right field is – the ability to trade Mancini, they don't want to, they don't want him to be designated as a DH. They also, I think they're going to try to take it easy with Rushman this first year. And I think he's on a DH a bunch this year as well. Yeah. I mean, in the minors, he, he, he DH'd a lot. He also played some first base. I don't know if right. they're going to put him to first base. I don't know if they'll put him, I don't think they'll put him at first base, but I think allowing him to DH means you don't want a guy like Mancini taking up that DH slot and you're going to use it more of a rushman and rest spot. So you'll let Mancini take it once in a while. You'll let uh, Mount Castle take it once in a while. Guys that need rest, your big bats that need rest can still just DH. Yeah. Which is kind of like a Buck Showalter move. That's what Buck seemed to always do. He didn't like a DH. He liked to rotate through and use it as a rest day. Right. Yeah, I mean that's and that's one thing that's interesting about like what can you learn about spring training? You really can't learn anything from a handful of games. But one thing that's interesting to look at is how they're using players, right? Uh, um, what positions are play are players playing in? Um, what how they're using pitchers? I think it's interesting to look at kind of how these players are being used. Like Chris Owings 
is is a guy that you know. I don't think he's on the forty man even. I think he was signed with an invite to spring training. Right. But he's a guy who can play all the infield positions. I think he played third yeah. uh, today, and and so he's a guy that's going to be interesting to see. He's like, another he's favorite as a utility fielder to play everywhere. Um, and and how are they going to use him? How, how are they going to use? I know Mateo. I feel like can play the outfield and the infield. How they use Mateo? Because we still don't know who kind of how the starting infield will break down. Is Urias? Is he is he the favorite to get shortstop, or will they play him more at second? If uh, so, I think that's some really interesting infield infield battles because like it seems like all the infielders have flexibility in where they play. They can play many of them can play all three kind of infield positions, and it's all and none of those spots are long term spots because we got young guys coming up. Probably, yeah. I mean, I think in theory, the and is interesting as a long-term answer, perhaps in the infield. Um, but the rest, I, yeah, I don't know if they'll be here in two years. Right. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think Owens, Mateo, and McKenna make sense as those bench spots. That's at least the favorites on paper. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Stewart's always a hard guy to figure where he fits on this team. I feel like we talk about him every year where DJ Stewart fits and he really doesn't fit, but he's like a former first round guy who has shown like he's gone on streaks where he looks like the, like Babe Ruth. And so I, I know they want to, and he's got a good bat and eye, but every year we say, want to see him succeed, but I every year we say our, fits. our bold prediction is Stewart has to prove it this year. Yeah. And then he doesn't, and he still comes around the next year. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I just looking at, I just don't see really where it really fits, but I also expect him to be there in opening day somehow. <laughs> right. I don't Josh, know. Other, other things you're paying special attention to in spring training. Um, the, the one thing I want to make a note of is um, you, 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 you know, Diaz is off to a hot start. I don't know if you saw the replays. He crushed a home run to center field um, the other day. I think it was yesterday. He did that. Um, so using Diaz is off to a pretty, a pretty good start. Um, he's a guy that, you know, he, the spring training might be more important for him than for anybody else, because here's a guy who has been a former top 100 prospect, of course, came back in the Manny Machado deal talking about using Diaz. He's 25 now. So it's even hard to call him a prospect anymore at the age of 25. Um, and, He's been hurt every single year. You look at just last year, games played, 65 games played. Um, he just can't stay healthy. Um, yet, yet, I, I remember watching him play, you know, in spring training, what was it, four years ago, five years ago. Um, I, and I remember just his arms are huge. He has such power. Um, his, his, his swing is just a sweet swing that when he connects can go a long way. So like you can see the potential there. He has a strong arm in the outfield. You can see the potentials there, but he's never, I mean, he's been in an organization since 2016 and he just never has been able to put together even a good minor league season, let alone yeah. a major league season. Um, but I'm really curious to watch how his spring training goes. If it can stay healthy and if it continues to hit well like this, um, I think that, I don't know if it's that, that'd be enough to, for him to make the team. But I think it'll have him kind of going with good momentum in the AAA. And if he plays well in AAA, I mean, he's on the 40-man. I think it's going to be a short time before he gets the call up to, to the majors if he plays well. Yeah, I mean, they're always looking for guys, especially this year. You've got – it's really – you're really going to spring training with almost no one penned in. Everyone is penciled in. So you play good enough, you got a shot at any position. Yeah, and I think the Orioles – I mean, I, I don't know how Michael Elias feels. Oriole fans, Michael Elias probably doesn't care. Oriole fans, <laughs> let me just speak for myself. I really want to see Eugenio Diaz succeed so we can stop talking about how terrible the Manny Machado trade was. Even if you get <laughs> one, like, usable piece from the Manny Machado trade, I would be happy. So I'm really happy a- Dean Kramer and for Eugenio Diaz this year. And if, if Eugenio Diaz is healthy and hitting well, like, calling up, call him up to the majors fast. Because he's bound to get hurt at any moment. So, like, call, call him up before he gets hurt. Yeah. It's amazing to trade a guy like Manny Machado and years later not have anything to show for it. N- not, not have a single u- usable piece, productive nope. piece. Yeah. No, it's really sad. It is sad. So, um, 
the other the other storyline from the whole point of spring training was supposed to be to watch Adley Rushman. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's got a right tricep stain, spur strain. So they're saying two to three weeks out of baseball activity. How concerned are you about this? I, I know we have lots of negative Oriole fans who say, oh, schedule the Tommy John now and just immediately go to worst case scenario. Is this a big deal or is this a, he hasn't been working out properly in the off season? No, no, I think it's nothing to do with that. Like, I, like hey, listen, like, this is, this, you know, Adley Rutschman and his service time manipulation. I mean, Adley Rutschman is injury. For, for two to three weeks to, to cause him to miss opening day. And then magically he'll be healthy right when the service time is up. So he can get another year, play so, another year for the Orioles. Um, that's interesting how that worked out. No, I, no, I, a lot of people went there with it saying this was service time manipulation. I don't believe that because for that to happen, the player would have to be on board with that. And no way is Adley Rutschman going on board with faking an right. injury. So the Orioles can have it for another year. Like, that's of course, of course. Um, but, but, um, anytime like catchers throw the ball more than anybody, right? <laughs> like they throw it every time back, back to the pitcher. Well, the pitcher, um, the pitcher would be first, I think. Well, well, no, because the pitcher will come out after a hundred pitches and the catcher stays in there. So I would argue the catcher ends up throwing even more than the pitcher. Oh, um, that's a good, uh, maybe so. Maybe I'll give you that one. I'm trying to think pass balls. Catcher doesn't throw back. Hit balls, the catcher doesn't throw back. Oh, oh yeah. Sometimes the ump throws the ball back. Every ball once in a while. Or something. Sometimes the ump yeah. throw back. Sometimes the catcher will carry the ball out and hand it to the pitcher. Yeah. So uh, I tell you, yeah. Good pitcher would throw more than the catcher. But uh, yeah, the catcher's up there. You're right. Is there any rule that Eddie Rutschman can't, if his arm's still hurting, still sore, is he allowed to just run the ball back to the pitcher's mount every time? Um. Or like take his glove off and throw it real awkward with his, you know, with his left hand, with his off hand. So I had, I played a softball game last week and uh, we had a fill in play with us and he did, he was left-handed and didn't tell anyone he was left-handed. We only had right-handed gloves. Yeah. So he was my catcher and I would pitch the ball to him. He would catch it. Drop the glove and throw it back. Pull the old Jim Abbott. Pull the Jim Abbott. I made a Jim Abbott reference. And all the kids on my softball team had no clue what I was talking about. Because you're too old. Because I'm the oldest man on the team. Yeah. But uh, no. So I've seen that. I don't think it can be done at the pro level. I've seen it in softball. And I've seen it in like major league where the where the catcher has the yips. So he can't throw the ball back. But yes, it runs it back. Yeah. Right. But I don't think we want to see that in majors. Especially that's not how Adley Rushman wants to start his career. Yeah. The other thing is Josh. Just, I mean, we're just hypothetically here. Shohei Otani, like he hurt his arm with Tommy John. He was out for a while. Yeah. But they still would use him to DH even when he wasn't throwing. So Adley Rutschman, if he's, you know, as good as the hitters we all think he is, he could still DH while the arm recovers. But but hopefully, and you never know with these arm things. You never know. Uh, but hopefully it's supposed to be two to three weeks. And so hopefully it'll be two to three weeks. And then Adley Rutschman, like, listen, he needs, he doesn't need, spring training is more important, we all know this, for pitchers than it's for hitters. Adley Rutschman does not need, like, a month to ramp up to hitting, like the dude right. can hit a baseball. Um, so as long as the arm's good, he should be with the Orioles. Does he start opening day? Is he in Tampa on April 8th? I think he would have been. But the two to three week shutdown, I think, you know, if it's if it's two weeks, that gives them about ten days to prepare. Yeah, I don't see it happening. I don't see I don't because that would feel like I feel like that would be interpreted as rushing, and I think the Orioles would do anything but rushing Adley Rushman back. Right, like they're going to do the opposite. If he needs three weeks, they're they're going to give him four weeks. I think it's going to be that kind, that kind of deal. Um, now it might work out, Josh. Like, how far is opening day? What, what what date is opening day? The fourth, April eighth. April eighth. Oh, yeah. and our op- opening day, Camden Yards, is the 11th, the home opener right? is the eleventh. Yeah. So maybe could he be ready by the eleventh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think if you're if he's not hitting the eighth, you're not going to worry about the eleventh. Right. I don't know. 
Yeah, that would also mean making a roster move and all that stuff. Right, right. Yeah, I feel like if he's not there for opening day, he's probably not going to be there the first week of the season. Yeah, I agree. And then after that, I'm going to get in this podcast every single week and say, where is Adley? Where is Adley? Where is Adley Rushman? Yeah. Do I need, I need to make a little, like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? But for Adley Rushman, we need a little yeah. bumper. And I know where he'll be. He'll be hitting home runs at Norfolk, but... Um, <laughs> that's just going to be a, that's our new segment. Where is Adley Rushman? And that's our Adley update. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll get, all right, I'll get the button made. Yeah. And um, then, Josh, we talked about who's bring trainings big for. I mentioned using on Diaz. I mean, I guess DJ Stewart. I don't really don't know about him. He's a mystery to me. Um, I would say, you know, when you think about who is spring training big for, like it doesn't matter for a lot of players. It doesn't matter for Trayvon Seedy, Cedric Mullins. It means nothing for these guys. Um, I think it matters for a whole lot of pitchers. Like we do not know what our bullpen looks like. We don't even know, honestly, outside of John Means and Jordan Lyles, we don't know what our starting rotation looks like. And so I think there's a ton of jobs to be won. I think if there's anyone who's hurt by this short and spring training, it's guys like Michael Bauman and Kyle Bradish who are counting on a spring training to prove. I mean, we saw what happened last year with Bruce Zimmerman. Bruce Zimmerman had a great spring training, and, and all of a sudden he jumped up on the radar for, for a starting rotation spot. So spring training is often a time for pitchers to prove, you know, and take the reins of one of those starting pitching spots. Um, but I think there's a lot of openings in both the bullpen and the starting rotation. So I think there's a lot to be figured out. I don't even think – Brandon Hyde has a good handle on. I mean, it seems like the way he talks about Tyler Wells, Jorge Lopez, maybe stretching them out, maybe mid, 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 middle relief. It feels like he doesn't have a good handle on how he's going to use his staff and who's even going to be there. So I think something to watch this spring training is all these pitchers, who steps up, who looks really impressive, um, and who works their way into the certain rotation and into the bullpen. Yeah. It's all. I mean, it's, it's day to day. And what do we have? Three games now. Um, I think four. Yeah, none. None have been televised, so we haven't seen much yet. One has been televised. Okay, uh, I haven't watched any of them. Okay, I was busy this weekend. Yeah, there was one this weekend televised. So we'll just have to uh, kind of wait and see. What's Trumbo doing in Sarasota? Uh, future Orioles manager Mark Trumbo. You mean? Like, yeah. Like, is that what he's working on? Yeah, he's a coach. Right. So he's he wants to get into coaching. He does. Okay. All right. I know him and Mancini were close, and like I know he would help Mancini with some with some stuff in the off season. Is that where the connection comes? You think? I mean, I I, I guess. I mean, I, I think his. I mean, certainly if he gets a manager job, his his team, his dugout would be pie free. I know that for sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Outside. Of that, the, I mean, he heard the fun was gone, so he came back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's fairly common for veteran players to to get into coaching at some level. And Do we so pay think, him for that? What? Like when you come to be like a spring training coach and like help out? Do we pay you for that? Sure, but this I think is the lowest form of the coaching totem pole. A spring training—I don't even know if coach is the right word, right? A spring training advisor or something. Like I, I think coming to spring training to help out is like the lowest position of coaching there is. But I think that's right. where you kind of see sometimes former hitters and stuff come and, and just help out and lend a hand okay. because you got so many players, right? At spring training, you get the, the 40 man plus all the invitees plus a bunch of other guys you sometimes call up for the minor league. So there's just so many bodies that why not have another coach there to, to put eyes on players? Okay. But I don't expect to see him in the dugout for the Orioles anytime soon. Gotcha. The other, right. you got you got some more storylines from spring training there. Just the last one, spring training battles here. The the pitching is completely up in the air right now. The other thing I feel like is up in the air. Is it up in the air or does it not matter? Could you just pick these guys out of a hat and he'll he'll get the same results outside of Means, Lyles, and um, whoever? Who's our number three? Well, I, I don't know. Right? Is it? Is it? I mean, that's the thing. We only have. Yeah, we only have Means two. and Lyles. Yeah. You're right. Like, so I feel like just you pick him out of the hat. Okay, this is our starting rotation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess that, that's where you're at. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's a difference, Josh, of making what fifty thousand dollars this year, forty thousand dollars this year at Norfolk, 
and and sleeping and sharing a room with five people, right? Or it's making seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> That's the difference here. So for like you might say throw something out of the hat, but for Michael Bauman or Kyle Bradish or uh, a Zach Lowther, um, or Kevin Smith or an Alexander Wells or Bruce Zimmerman or Dean Kramer, like this is their career here, and I think it's so open um, that a great spring training. If you're Michael Bauman, you can get a starting spot. Maybe even Kyle Bradish, you can get a starting spot. Like all these guys are on the forty man, uh, but Dean Kramer can get a starting spot. And if they have a good spring training, they can get a starting spot. Now, right? Because the projections is Bruce Zimmerman, Keegan Haken, and Zach Lothar. Right. And you wouldn't lock any of those guys in. None of them. None of them are guaranteed to make the opening day rotation. Um, Keegan Haken is maybe the one with the most experience in that group, but I would argue. Like if I had my druthers, like I, what I would like to see is I would like to see the guys I'm most excited about in kind of just on the forty man right now, outside of DL Hall, who I don't think is, has any possibility, um, and Grayson Rodriguez we saw pitch today, but he's not on the forty man yet, so I don't think he really has a shot at making the opening day roster. The guys I would most like to see who are on the forty man now are Kyle Bradish, Michael Bauman, and either Bruce Zimmerman or Dean Kramer. I mean, because those are the guys that had the best potential. Right, and guys that we don't know enough about. Yeah, Cobb Bradish looked really good at AAA in spurts. Michael Bauman made an appearance at the end of the year, but has high. Uh, both these guys have strikeout stuff, mid to upper 90s fastball, um, as opposed to, you know, Zach Lothar, who, who he's a crafty lefty and might figure it out. But but honestly, him throwing, you know, 89 Peyton the Black, to me, it's not as exciting as seeing a, 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 a Michael Bauman or a Cobb Radish. And Dean Kramer, like, I'm excited about it. He has, I think, really good stuff. But just seeing him lit up last year has kind of soured me on Dean Kramer, but maybe have a bounce back year. And Bruce Zimmerman, I want to see him, too, because Bruce Zimmerman, I feel like we were shortchanged a little bit last year because he had such a great spring training, seemed to be off to a great start, and then just got hurt last year, right? And only made, yeah. um, only had a couple of starts last year just because of injury. Um, so I, I want to see another look at at uh, at Bruce Zimmerman. Hopefully, a a longer look at Bruce Zimmerman. Yeah. Nope. So I, I just think it's something to watch. The and and again, in two years, are any of these guys go, going to be there? I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully one or two, you know, work out. Um, but but who knows? Yeah, I agree with all that. Do you have any uh, – the other new Oriole news this week was that the Orioles broadcast crew is the only broadcast broadcast cl- crew in baseball that will not be traveling to games and doing remote broadcasts from Camden Yards like they've done in the past two years because of COVID. The Orioles are continuing that. Do you have an issue with that? Um, I know this is off-the-field stuff that you like to say you don't care about. I mean, yeah, here's what here's what I care about, Josh. The Orioles payroll is thirty million dollars. The Miami Marlins, a, a joke of a franchise, who Derek Jeter left because the Miami Marlins refused to spend money to get better. Right? The Miami Marlins, think about this: have a salary um, of a payroll for their players of sixty-seven million. Ours is thirty million. The Miami Marlins pay over double have a, uh, their payroll is over double what the Orioles payroll is. Yeah. We, we, we spend no money. Um, Angel, Angelos is must be swimming in the money. And so what do they do? They cut costs again with this stupid booth thing. I don't care where you, honestly, I don't care that much. I just care out of principle. It's another cheap thing that this franchise is doing when they're already the cheapest franchise in sports. And that's how I see it too. It is. A, it's a cheap thing. I mean, I get you can do remote broadcasts. We all know the technology's there. You and I do this podcast remote. We do the Birdland Tonight postgame show, obviously remote, and it all works. You can do it. But you don't get the excitement of a baseball call if the announcer is not there. And at the clearly, game. You can clearly tell last year. It you can tell. Took you away can, it's dry. From the game. I don't even care about these things, and I noticed how it took away from the game. It does. You don't get that, that – uh, uh, that Delman Young, he's coming around third. He's safe. You don't get to have screaming and yelling if the announcer is not in the stadium. Well, well even how silly is it that 
they're seeing on TV what we're seeing, right? Like part of the advantage of being well, they a have a, they have a couple more angles, but oh, yeah, a couple more angles, but still, it's not like there's just. I mean, there's something about seeing the entire field to see what's happening without right. kind of going from camera to camera. Exactly, like, just, you, you you miss something in that whole picture. It's ridiculous. And I don't know how. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't understand. It, it, it seems like you know you're 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 saving a penny. But in the long run, your cost just your, your franchise a lot more and your fans a lot more. It just doesn't make sense to me. A, a simple it. thing. When the ball is hit up really high, like a foul ball, let's say a foul ball in Tampa, and it hits the rafters, the broadcast crew is not going to know it hits the rafters. Yeah. Because they're not going to see it hit the rafters. They're going to see it go up and then come down weirdly. Yeah. Or there's a commotion in the stands. Right, right. There's always occasion of those, right? And you're not going to know it. Like maybe a cat has run the field and no one knows. An argument in the dugout. Yeah, sure. Argument in the dugout. It just even like mannerisms and interactions in the dugout, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like who's happy, who's mad? Um, like is is someone breaking their their, their bat in the dugout? Is, like all those things. Is the manager making phone calls to try to get people up? Is here's a simple one. Is someone warming up in the bullpen? Yeah, I assume they'll have a camera on the bullpen at all times. I, but yeah, I think I, they I do, know. but still, it's ridiculous to not be there. Yeah, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. Especially when, guess what? You're flying a team there. How much money is it really saving? I, You're I flying the entire team there. You're flying 40 people or 26 people there. Plus staff, plus trainers. How much you're talking? You're not going to send a producer, an audio engineer, and two on-air talent. So and then radio broadcasts. Just put another. So ten people total. Yeah, and you're still and, paying those guys to do it in Baltimore. It's not, right. It's not so like what you're not, not paying, paying for them. is you're not paying for ho- you're not paying for ten hotel rooms and and uh, airfare, which yeah. is probably a private plane. So the number of people you put on there doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a chartered plane. Right. I don't get it. The fact that the Orioles are the only team in baseball not doing it is just irritating and falls right in line with the joke of Peter Angelos doesn't spend money and is cheap. Yeah. It also then irritates me that the Orioles own Masson. We've yeah, talked that's, for that's years. That's the other thing, Josh, that it gets weird, right? Because who's cheap here? Is Masson cheap or are the Orioles cheap? And the answer is both. the Angelos family. You got <laughs> yeah, to point it to the Angelos family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to point, and and you got to be irritated because we've talked pretty much since Masson started. We've talked about how mismanaged and misran Masson is. That it's ridiculous to have poker on Masson. It's ridiculous. To have Masson one and two, and the games flip flop. What teams on which? They yeah, can't have every spring training game televised. Is is the right? Dumb. You own your entire broadcast system, and you can't put on spring training. All we do is talk about how Masson is mismanaged, and the next thing, and what they do is find a way to make it worse. Yeah, it's really irritating. It is, but they they did put on the uh, they did get the little streaming app out last week year, but guess what? Masson owns. Again, Masson screwed that up because you have to have a cable login. You ha- so I use someone else's. You have to have a cable login in order to get into the Masson app. Why not use your MLB.tv account? I pay for MLB.tv, but I want to use the Masson app because I can watch the pre and post game shows. Yeah. Let me use it with the MLB. Even more, you own Masson. You own the Orioles. You own the rights to the Orioles, the rights to the broadcasts. Let me pay you 20 bucks a month to get Masson without Comcast. It's ridiculous how screwed up Masson is. Yeah, it's, it's true. And this is a kind of a larger baseball thing, but Masson is definitely emblematic of it. It's, and that's yes. why I don't think we ever talked about this, Josh. Maybe we did a couple weeks ago when um, MLB made a deal with Apple. Did, did we talk about this? Yes, deal? we have not. Okay. And, Where, and I know I'm kind of in favor of this. I'm super in favor of it. Anything that takes games away from Masson and puts them somewhere else, I'm well, a fan. Put them, well, here's Prime, why. put them on Apple, put them on Netflix, put them All anywhere right. else but Masson. So I'm back up. Board. So the yeah. deal with Apple is using your Apple TV app, which is now on every device possible. Yes. People so it's not locked. Right. People think you need an Apple device. It's on everything. It's on your Xbox, your PlayStation, your Samsung TV. It's on everything. It's on my I think it's even I think it's even on your Comcast box now. Yeah. Um on there, Friday nights, two games a week, national broadcast games through that. 
so for me, I see it as that's the same as a broadcast on ESPN. It's yeah. just future thinking. It's going with one of these new streaming things. That's the future. That's like when they, baseball made a deal with the ESPN in the 80s when not everyone had ESPN. Yep. And I feel same like idea. games are often kind of more fun and more exciting when they're well, on a major network and like that, a different yeah. crew. I like that stuff. I like that too. And you're seeing different – you're seeing, yeah, national broadcast crew and all that. I like that for two reasons. It's one, it's a new streaming thing. It's out of the box. It means Apple – they haven't announced who's broadcasting those games, but they can do things a little out of the box. They can think about things different. Yeah. Two, a part of that deal is also a daily baseball highlight show. We talked a few weeks ago about how Sports Center is ridiculous and how Sports Center, no, but we can't watch Sports Center anymore. But a baseball highlight show, I might be into that. A daily baseball highlight show that I can just click on anytime I want to hit play. And watch 30 minutes of baseball highlights from the night before. I like that. Again, I don't want to give too much credit to the MLB app, Josh, because you were just criticizing some of the things about it. But the one thing I do like about the MLB app, my favorite thing is these condensed games they have. Yeah, like the condensed do, games is nice. You have options. You can do a recap or condensed right. game. But, but you got to pick the, the game. Thing. But I love the idea of we all grew up watching SportsCenter to see the baseball highlights. Yeah. To see the Oriole highlights. I love the idea of clicking on and having a modern mix of it. That's that's just a different. We haven't seen Apple broad, uh, put together a sport. We haven't even seen them put together a sporting event. So I like the idea of seeing someone new take a crack at baseball. Yeah. So I am excited about that. I'm also a fan of the, as a guy who hasn't had cable in a long time, the more we get games on the apps and off cable, I fully support. Oh, the, yeah. And this is right. And everyone, we all gripe about the blackouts. This is the baseball at least doing something. It doesn't get rid of blackouts yet, but they're starting to get com- comfortable with the internet. And that's In what Maryland, we want. Can I watch the Orioles on Apple if they're playing on a Friday yes. night game on Apple? Yes, you can. I can watch it. Yes. Will Madison still televise the game or will it only be on Apple? I think it's only on Apple. I think this would just be like when the game's on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think too, and I, and I like that. I'm fine with that. I like it. Too. I don't know if you have to pay for Apple. I don't know if I. I think I pay for Apple, but I also know that if you buy an Apple device, you get it free for like a year or something. I pay for Apple. It's five dollars a month. All right. I don't. All right. There we go. I I pay for it. I think I pay for like a bunch of Apple things, and it just all comes at once. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I hope the Orioles are on that at all the time. It'd be great, especially when they play Tampa, because when they play Tampa is when I hit the blackouts. Yeah. But do you think the Orioles will get any game televised on Apple? It'd probably be Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs. They'll get, no, they'll get something. They'll they'll at least get, because you're talking two games a night. So you're talking an East Coast game and a West Coast game would be my guess. Two games every Friday night. Every Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. So So that means, huh? So once a week. Yeah. But two games that night. Right. Right, a West Coast game and East Coast game. Right, but you know ESPN and everyone's fighting for all the Yankee games. So yeah, so you're gonna get East Coast and a West Coast game. Okay. So maybe you'll get the you'll get the Yankees. You you think it's just gonna be Yankees Dodgers, Yankee Dodgers, Yankee Dodgers? I don't know. They have sprinkle in some Red Sox in there as well. I think the Orioles will get in there a little bit. I think they're gonna try to appeal to everyone with that. I think yeah, I think a lot of Blue Jays. But but there's also, as as I say, I'm excited. Um, for this deal, there's also a whole lot of unknowns. And they also, at the same time, they made a deal with NBC for some streaming rights, but I'm not really sure what's in the, into that as well. Yeah. And the timing of that made me laugh so hard because it was in the middle of the negotiations where the owners were trying to cry poor as on one hand and on the other side. Right. They signed a huge deal with Apple. It just makes me laugh. Yeah. So they announced that there's a new deal with NBC Peacock to stream, but they haven't put out any broadcast deal. They haven't put out any, even any details. Right okay. now, Monday Night Baseball and Wednesday Night Baseball is on ESPN. Friday Night Baseball is on Apple. So I guess, I don't know. I guess Sunday Night, is Sunday Night Baseball not anywhere now? Sunday used to be ESPN. <laughs> so ESPN is now Monday and when. Oh, no. NBC purchased Monday and Wednesday night. Okay. So, so you think that ESPN is Sunday. NBC or just on their app? 
I think that's going to be on their app. I think yeah, it's going to be on Peacock. Would. Yeah, I don't think they would do it. But I'm that. okay. I'll pay Peacock. I'll pay for Peacock. I'll pay for Apple to not have to deal with, to, to help us get away from this whole crap. And yeah. I love the idea of national games every day of the week. Yeah, I love that's it. Fun. I mean, I think the more streaming, put them on Prime. Like, I like when the NFL didn't deal with Prime. I like that. Put put them on. And I think it also opens, like ESPN last year started doing those Dual pro- broadcast, like you had one super nerdy a- analytics one, right, and one normal. And I think the more you just have more creativity, you're able to do yeah. when you start opening this up to did, more. Did you watch? Did you watch any of the watch party games that football tried with the Man and Brothers? I I really couldn't get into it. I know a lot of people loved it. I, I couldn't a little bit. I couldn't really get into it. I couldn't either. But that's football. I feel like football yeah. is more intense. I feel like baseball does stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baseball yeah. would lend itself to this really well. Yeah, I agree. I There's lots that. of downtime, so I'd love to see baseball try something like that with these games as well. Yeah, interviewing and storytelling. Yeah, I think that's – yeah, I think there's a place for that in baseball broadcasts. Yeah. Right. Agreed. All right. Well, we got some more. Uh, I don't know. Are there any spring training games televised this week, Josh? We got some more uh, Thursday training box Thursday. scores to follow. Thursday, they play the Red Sox, and it's on the MLB app. I don't know if Masson's covering it. I think it might be the Red Caps, Sox broadcast, but I saw that it was the game of the week. On Thursday? Nice. On Thursday. I uh, I got some baseball cards this week, including an Adley Rushman rookie card. Check that out. So I've got a uh, got a pretty good... Uh, baseball card uh, contact over on Twitter. If you want some baseball cards, you can check out Pizzo Cards. He sent me a bunch of Oriole cards, including I got a Rushman, Kerstead, Gunnar Henderson, Grayson Rodriguez. Got a bunch of the rookie guys that I'm excited about. He sent over. I also got my own packs of baseball cards and had a lot of fun this past week just opening up baseball cards. So I'm getting back into them. All right. So I think that's pretty exciting. You, you you didn't do what do they call it a rip or something you you didn't open a, them up live uh, on a box break oh you didn't do a box break on no. TikTok no I'm 42 years old okay I think it's a little old for that all right fine so all right so hey I was at I uh, I'll give a little <laughs> this will be a shout out um, I had my softball game as I mentioned earlier and for one I hit my first home run since moving to Florida this past week. But even more, while I was playing the game, there were people on the bench telling my fiance all about our sec- about Section three thirty six and the podcast. So guys Just that randomly I, talking about Section three thirty six, people that I met that day that I guess apparently also knew about my podcast through other people on the team that wow. I guess are now checking out pot- Section three thirty six. So quick shout out to those guys if they're if they're listening. Nice. So. Yeah, hopefully they're all caught up on some Orioles news. Jump on the Orioles band. Like now's the time to jump on now, the bandwagon. Now's guys. the time. Yep, yep. Join us. Yep. Up us in our uh twenty-five million dollar payroll. Let's go. <laughs> it can only get better than from here, right? That's I mean right. Josh, if yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. The Orioles do nothing else in free agency. I'm fine. I'm fine. We're gonna see Adley Rutschman this year. We're gonna see Grayson Rodriguez this year. We're gonna see Kyle Stowers this year. We're going to see a lot of great young players. Josh, if next year we're having the same conversation about the Orioles having the least payroll in baseball, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose it's, my mind if we're having we the same told, conversation next year. This is the last offseason, Josh, where we're doing this, the last one. I agree. We've been, te- we've been talking for years that 2023 is the year. We've been t- yeah. We picked out 2023 – Five six five six years ago, we've been saying twenty twenty three. COVID screwed that up. Password. I, I, I was going to say we made freaking T shirts, and it's also my password to a lot of my accounts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, we made T shirts. Uh, I think this year we're going to push. I think we're going to push that T shirt back to twenty twenty four to promote this year, because I think we got to adjust for COVID. I think that twenty twenty year really messed up our timeline. Yeah, I think next year's still the year. So you want to stay with 2023? I do. I want to stay with. I want to double 20, down on 2023. All right. So it's 2023 or bust. Yeah. All right. I mean, at that point, Grayson Riggs will be here. DL Hall will be here. All right. We just right. signed two free agents, and we're there, Josh. All right. I'm still. All right. I'm on board. It's all 2023 right. or bust. Get your T-shirts over at section336.com. All right. 
And well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. You have, you, you have a 2023 t-shirt, right? I do, yes. You ever wear it out in public? I do, yes. You get people talking to you? I do. Or is that a Florida thing? All right, I get every time I wear it out in public, people are like, what is that about? Oh. And I say, oh, it's, the or- it's our plans for the Orioles. Oh, well, you uh, you guys are crazy. There's no way. Or you must be really full of, full of yourself thinking that they can do that. Well, I get comments every time I wear it out in public oh, that's here funny. in Florida. That's because funny. it doesn't say like it doesn't about what that about, but yeah, I've never. It doesn't say Orioles. It just says 2023 World Champs. And since we know the national perspective is the Orioles are a joke, when I yeah. mention that it's the Orioles, um, then it uh, it leads to conversation. So I think maybe I'll update it this year. I think maybe adjust the artwork a little bit and put Baltimore on it, just to help me with some of those questions. So those people that think it's a joke do not have to interact with me. <laughs> yeah. The Yeah, and I think a lot of the joke stems from again our unwillingness to sign any free agents ever yeah. yes. since Chris Davis. And so we'll find out next year if we're a joke or not. Everyone might be right. If we go next offseason and we're this quiet next offseason, then everyone might be right. But I, I hope that's not the case. I think we're gonna spend start spending money next offseason. So, all right, but we've got to get through this season. This season, even without the free agents, there's going to be a lot of fun with all these young players. So I'm this, down. This season. For it. Uh, this season? <laughs> you just had a weird emphasis on this season. This season will still be entertaining. Um, and Section 336 will be here to cover it all the way. Support the show by, you know, liking us on Facebook and Twitter at Section 336 Show. Writing us for a five-star review on iTunes. We appreciate you all. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. Oh, please, he's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms.